Hello and welcome to the Last Place Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan. I am here with my co-hosts Josh and Ethan. We are here to talk about our rookies from 2022, how they performed, what we think. We've got a whole tier system going on. I'll let Ethan explain all of that, but um, we're getting into our rookies from last year reviewing them we're going to be going over it for over the next couple of weeks our qbs running backs wide receivers and i believe tight ends from last year so um ethan why don't you go ahead and explain the whole yeah tier system. yeah so something we wanted to this. adjust from what we did last off season is we loved the the grades and the thought out you know, process that we're doing for each of the rookies. But what we wanted to adjust is give more of an accurate tier system for where we see them as like, all right, here's your number one, you know, QB, or if we're doing all of them in comparison together of like where you should be drafting them in fantasy, here's our top guy, here's, you know, our last guy. And so we wanted to design something that was going to be a little bit more helpful in terms of drafting for your rookie draft. So what we want to look at with this review is even though we're going to be talking about the QBs of last year, uh, when we go into our QBs this year, we're going to take a look back at this tier system and all of our comparisons and all of our, hey, this is where we see this guy getting drafted. Uh, A lot of the context for that is going to come from this episode. Hopefully I explained that. I well, you explained that perfectly. I and I I can at least continue this and say what our tiers are. So oh, at, yeah. t- mm-hmm. yeah. at tier one, see I I got you, Ethan. I got you. So at tier <laughs> one, we have that's our superstar ranking. So that's like, hey, we think you're going to be the dude. You're going to impact fantasy for at least the next few years. Yep. Um, you are just that guy. I am the guy hope y'all know where that's from then tier two this is our very good players to where like hey we're really excited about them we think they can definitely help you win in uh during the fantasy season however they are not the superstar quality that we have for the highest of highs Mm. tier three is they're good nothing more nothing less they're just good exactly they're startable in desperate situations. Yep, that is about and it. And then tier four, we have our yeah. average. Basically, it's like, hey, we think they're going to be pretty solid. If they're, they're, these are going to be your stream candidates. Can Can I go ahead and make a disclaimer right now? Go make that disclaimer. So obviously, reviewing the QBs of last year, do it. It It's not very good. I mean, the only person that was potentially startable. And again, this is if you're desperate, was Kenny Pickett. But I think a lot of these QBs have potential for the future. And I I think that what I'm going to try and tailor my tier system around is like not only what this player was when he came in last year, but how I see him moving forward. I I think that's a that's. The, I feel like the only way to take a look mm. at it, Ethan, I think you you kind of put that in a perfect um, little bow yeah. right there. And it's because we really want to focus for everyone here before we get to the last tier is that 
we want to give y'all a projection as well. Because obviously we have a lot of thoughts on what how this season is going to be. But we have plenty of thoughts as we go over these episodes to talk about, hey, here, here's what the future looks like. Yeah. Well, can it's, we just call Tier 5 the Matt Corals? Yeah. Yeah. Or or the, or the oh. <laughs> Or Alex Held could be on this, on this one, too. Let's go ahead. Yeah. So, Lee, yeah. Uh, tier 5 is our bus coral, tier. So that's coral the, tier. You might as well drop it. Marcus Russells. The, uh, the Ryan Leafs. Yeah. Tier 5 is my favorite, personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can tell you right now, I think, is there really only one, one player in Tier 5, you think? Yeah, it's just Matt Rolls. I Sorry would, if you drafted him. Yeah. 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 I don't even want to put Anthony That's Brown it. in that category because there were no expectations on Anthony Brown. So it almost. Well, and honestly, we haven't really seen him play too much. Yeah. Like we saw him play that one game. He's he's our incomplete grade, I, I would say. So. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So we'll start off right off the bat. Matt Coral is immediately in our bus category. Carolina has the first pick. Unless miracles happen, which sometimes they do, but in this situation, I don't think it will. Um, Matt Coral definitely won't be the starter in Carolina, and we'll no, even see no. what happens later on. He, I think, it's just bad situation, bad timing. Yeah. To a, to a player that could have had a chance, but I think the doors shut very fast. Not yet. He okay. is still on the teams, okay. but no, he's still unfortunately. Yeah, he's still on the team. He is technically the presumed starter, like and unless Carolina really... does the unthinkable and takes someone besides C.J. Stroud or Bryce yeah, Young, no. oh yeah, well, no, he Andy is. Dalton. Yeah, Dalton is the presumed they starter. Yeah, but a rookie's gonna come in. We all yeah, know what's gonna happen like, in Carolina. Yeah, they picked up Dalton in the offseason. The Bryce Young brigade. Yeah, yeah. and uh, they'll just have, you know, the red red rifle sitting behind him or big. Or even let the rookie. Yeah, but otherwise, otherwise, gentlemen, are you ready to talk about our presumed starters from last year's group? Yeah, yeah, let's do so it. Let's I'm... start with the one who is. Yes, let's do who it. basically took let's the league by storm, one. and I think it's because of the situation and for how good the team is. We're going to talk about Brock Purdy, quarterback for the 49ers, who unfortunately is recovering from a UCL injury right now. Um, personally. I want to start off with this. What tier would you put him in and why? Purdy, Purdy's a tier two guy for me. Um, really? Yeah. So here's here's my reason. It was kind of – I would love to put him in tier one, but because of how late he came to the team, I think that's what's holding me back from tier one saying this is the guy for the 49ers for the next 15 years. But I do think that he could potentially be their answer of of a starting QB for a, a significant amount of time. I mean, he looked phenomenal. He kind of had to grow into it a little bit, but he had very impressive performances against multiple strong defenses. I think he led him well into the playoffs before getting hurt. Um, and then that was just kind of an unfortunate situation. But, I mean, if you look at the team around him, like, you know, Debo's a little bit on the older side, but I mean, Ayuk is young. Kittle's kind of in between, and so is CMC. 
Um, but Ray Ray McLeod is another young guy that that looks pretty electric. So I like the team that's around him uh, going forward. I I I'm very intrigued by your answer there, Ethan Ryan. What what where do you have Brock Purdy? So Brock Purdy, I am right there with you. In between tier two and tier three for me, Um, because because I really I really feel like the a big reason for his success was the team around him. Because you know, I mean, he he is a rookie. He didn't have a whole lot of experience, obviously, but I think the completeness of the team around him made him look a lot better than what he is but he can grow into it because there was some times where he you know he showed skill he showed the uh, uh he showed that mental awareness in the pocket so i'm i'm hopeful i think he's he could be a tier two guy but i'm i'm very reluctant to put him into a tier two right now without seeing him without a team around a a complete team around him because that's where it really comes out is you know if you don't have a team around you are you going to be able to fill in those gaps i mean with with purdy for me i i can teeter tier two if he gets better and i'm gonna leave the door open for that i still think it's tier three at the moment largely because i i think ryan put it perfectly like He's very much a steady Eddie for your team. He is essential to me. He's essentially a younger Garoppolo, and that that's where I it's like, hey, him quite that far, but yeah. Well, let, let let's think of like when Garoppolo first got there because he gets <laughs> traded to San Francisco. They go seven and zero to end the year, so it like the hype train was there. I think with Purdy yeah. though, I mean, and we'll kind of go through the like. I'll pull up his stats at the moment, but it, he never set the world on fire. He, but he was always there. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, see, here, I've, give I've me got pretty stats. Up. I've got it here. So he, he fluxed, he fluxed between, uh, well, okay. He had two touchdowns every single game that he played in, except for the division. Except for the playoffs, which don't yeah. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. conference um, playoff games. Yeah, but he every every um, game from week thirteen to eighteen, he had two touchdowns. In three of those games, he had one interception, and he let's see, he completed at least fifteen passes, and he only went under two hundred yards twice. That's not bad, and that's it. And fantasy wise, fantasy wise, he never scored below sixteen points. Like he was between, honestly, between like 18 to 22 points for five out of those six games, which is a solid performance. Like if, if you're in a super flex league, Brock Purdy is yeah, a and, but that's too. But to, but to me, that's the ceiling. Like, are you going to go to Brock Purdy and say, you know what, you're the starter? Or like, yeah. I like, I had to use them in like, and no, well, in no. a pinch because all I had was like Lamar got hurt, and then for it for my team, and then I had to use Brock Purdy. Yeah. But I'm never going to go into Brock Purdy going, you know what? 
that's going to be a fantasy difference yeah. uh, maker for me, and that's who I that's who I need to start. Again, if the rest to me, it's the if the rest of your team is good and you just need yeah. twelve to fifteen points fantasy wise, boom, get you some Purdy. Yeah, Purdy's perfect for that. But I don't think I think Purdy's yeah. Purdy has a high floor and a low ceiling. Is personally for me, which is why I have him in tier three. Like I think he's yeah. good. He's definitely better than average. I give you that. I give every I give him that. But I don't know whether he's in my very good tier two yet. Yeah, he's not. He's yeah. not quite there for me. He he teeters in between. I think that's fair. But on to I agree our, with that. our next I agree with that. starter. Well, the only one that was, yeah, really a starter, is our next guy, which yeah. is Kenny Pickett, quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. still to presume starter going into the twenty twenty three season. He is. Um. Yeah. Starter. Already confirmed. Backhand is still the OC. Uh, his weapons are going to be one George Pickens, the Muth, yep. Pat Fryer, Muth, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris being the main um, group of receiver, uh, group of skill, uh, skill players around him. I'm going to start this one with Kenny Pickett. Yep, I have him at tier three as well, okay. and largely because yes, I do think he could get he could yeah. get better, and we saw him do really good at Pitt. I just personally did not see enough to make me go, oh, hey, he is going to be a complete difference maker. Like, he he may be a fringe QB2 tier, like he's in the top 24, but to see him in the top 12, I don't know if this offense allows him to do that. Well, I'm mostly worried about Matt Canada. That, it, and that exact, that's exactly my point, too. I, I like the team. I, I don't mind the team at all. Uh, he seemed to develop a pretty good connection with George Pickens and Frymuth. Uh Deontay is an interesting variable, but Najee, you know, all of that is good. And they don't have a bad offensive line. It's just. Oh, no, they have a. Well, yeah. they, they just got better with I, Isaac Semualo. I yeah, believe I said I his name right. That. They got him, oh, yeah. which that's that's a big get. I, I agree with you. It's it's definitely tier three city. Like he's good. Yeah. And then we'll see if he can creep up into that tier two range or if he's gonna regress a little bit into that tier four range and he'll be like, Well, that first round pick did not pay off. Yeah, my issue is that he, right now he's stuck into being a decent jack of all trades, but he's clearly a master of none. Yeah. And I, but I feel that way about the Steelers offense mm. in general. Like they are so built to just like, hey, if we score 24, today's a great day. And it's like, I, I don't see the scheme to where Kenny Pickett could just uncork it and just go all over the place and like throw. Or do I, do I see that there's a team that can yeah. run behind Najee and, ma- and make it work? That I feel like a lot of my issues with Pickett is that he, could he be tier two? I think there's a fringe shot. I think it's going to be without Matt Canada, though. I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, which stinks because he was he was an older rookie, too. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, 
Um, I, I have him as a low end three. So we're, we're in the same ballpark. I don't, I don't know. I didn't see, I didn't see what I like to see out of starting quarterbacks out there with him. And, and it might've been the system that he's put in and it might be the offensive scheme, whatever it is there, it sums off and he did not play well out there. And I don't, I don't know if that's going to change or not. So I, I just have him as yep. a, a yeah, so three. far we are in agreement. And I think this is where things get interesting. Let's go to Desmond Ritter. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, Ethan. I'm, no. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. This. Oh, this is your tier one. Honey, huh? No, definitely not yeah, tier, this one. Is your tier one. Huh? I think, I think Desmond Ritter is the highest on tier three. And, and this is why, like, this would be my tier three, a QB would be Desmond Ritter. Um, reason being, he didn't show that he had anything that would put him, you know, with a small sample size in the very good category, right? So there's no argument you can make based on what we've seen from him that he's a tier two QB, and that's just a fact. But what I was excited about and pleasantly surprised with is that he was as advertised, which is a QB who's raw, but he's a leader. And he just keeps getting better the more you play him. And if there's one thing that Desmond Ritter did every single time he played week over week is get better. So I'm very excited to see him kind of take over this summer and see how that looks with him being the guy into preseason and into the first couple of games. Because if Desmond Ritter keeps getting better, well, all the hype around Atlanta is real because the dude's a winner. But if he can't continue to make steps, then that's going to kind of similarly to Kenny Pickett, just drop him in that tier three ranking and into that tier four. And eh, he's average, but he's never going to take another step forward. I, I, I really like, I really like that Ethan. He, yeah, he's a tier, he's a tier three for me as well. I'm right there with you. I don't know. I still kind of flip flop on all, all these quarterbacks. I don't know who's my top yet within the tier three, but he's definitely in tier three for me as well. I do think if there's anything that, that helps him is that minus one other quarterback, he probably has the second best group of skill players around him honestly and i think if there's anything that takes him over yep it's going to be that as far as um it, within the fancy uh now thinking about he's probably has the third best group well and but that's and still really looking, solid looking at the atlanta falcons he doesn't need to do that much in, in that arthur smith system he does so the best thing is that he doesn't have to do much and the worst thing is he doesn't have to do much yeah, so it is a double-edged sword for his development. But the problem yeah. with Ritter is, you know, if Atlanta had scored 18-plus points, they would have won the majority of their games last season. That is a fact. The problem was the offense could not score. The defense would keep them in it. You know, obviously they had their, you know, blowouts and stuff here and there. But for the most part, the defense was keeping them in it, and then they would just fumble inside the red zone. Or Marcus Marietta would throw a pick. Or just something 
Drake London would fumble. If he if and they Des- would just lose by less than three points. If Desmond Ritter is just able to extend one to two drives a game, yep. that completely changes the Falcons team entire entirely. But by extending those, I don't know whether it will translate into a fantasy setting for Desmond Ritter. But I can totally see with a, the differences between him and Mariota was he will target his players mm-hmm. for sure. Like Drake London was doing very good under um, under Ritter, and I think that's something to keep an eye on. But so was so was Oz and Algier. Exactly. So that's the other thing. Algier returns. You get yeah. a solid number two tight end. For Ritter with the John New Smith trade, I still think it's going to be one of the most underrated um, acquisitions within this entire offseason. I definitely think Ritter has a shot to be a, a very a, a, a still low end tier two, I would say, because I don't think the Arthur Smith system is built for where he can just let it fly all over the field. Yeah, but I do think he will have spike weeks. If he can get a QB rushing t- touchdown or not, and and for his frame, I think he's, he has a better awful. chance of doing that than Mariota mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent agree. But in order to reach that that tier two, even a very low tier two for me, definitely, he mm-hmm. needs to develop. And whether it's through this off season or through the beginning of the season next year. Well, I, I think he yeah, has he the needs tools to, to do it. He I mean, you know, develop. you've already seen the relationship so. with Drake London and he trusts him and Drake London is just a freak. Like anyone who said he was going to have uh, problems getting open in the NFL. Sorry. Um, but what I think is also very, you know, surprisingly good for not only Desmond Ritter, but for Pitt's owners is he loved Michael Pruitt. So now inserting Kyle Pitts into that window of you know someone he likes to target specifically in the red zone, you know now I see Pitts as as a higher option, and developing that relationship with him going from Drake London to Pitts or from Pitts to Drake London, um, that is going to only help his game. Do you think having Kyle I, Pitts? I, I do. You think your yeah. ranking of Ritter is dependent on how Kyle Pitts is? Yes. And I, I feel like I, I feel like this is the fairest to say it out of any quarterback. It, he is the most dependent on the players around him, I feel like. Yeah, because I feel like he has the tools, but he has to he has to yeah. like also not just assimilate into the weapons they have, but he has to utilize them. Because the Atlanta offense is good, but it's not well, good if you don't use the weapons you have, like all of what Marcus Mariota was doing, overthrowing six foot six plus wide receivers and tight ends. So as long as he doesn't do that, they'll be good. Well, and that's part of that. Yeah. Well, that's part of that development too. You know, you you lean you lean on the players that uh, yeah. your skill players. You lean on those players until you develop mm-hmm. enough to where, you know, you don't need to lean on them anymore, and you can start spreading the ball around. So. Yeah. I'm excited for him. He's young. Yeah, I think he'll get there, but um, I think this. I mean, I think this off season is really a. Here's the other reason I see that he is tier three, and and I'll kind of explain this a little bit later. But he's not someone I would trade for right now, and 
he, he, yeah. I would I would trade for him because I think you'll know whether Desmond Ritter is a guy or not within the fantasy world probably by week eight or nine because then you you by that point you have about a twelve game sample size you'll understand it's like okay let's see is this guy good or is he bad and I wouldn't put all your eggs into the Desmond Ritter train right now in the off season I would definitely give it a few games and see whether. If that's a good idea, whether you're rebuilding and you're going with Ritter or I mean, if you, can, you need a last-minute push. If you can buy really low and you are willing to just take a complete shot in the dark, I think buying for you know a, a low late-round draft pick, something that's not going to matter anyways, if it pays off, it'll pay off big. But other than that, yeah, like if someone's asking for more, then I'd say like a third yeah. round or more for him, it's just not. It's not worth going after. Yeah. Yep. Totally there with you. So let's go into our last presumed starter. And right now, again, this is all, this is all a massive assumption, but based on the moves that they've made, it sounds like this is what's going to be Sam Howell. uh, He was the quarterback out of uh, North Carolina last year. He was a backup for the most part on the Washington commanders, but now it looks like he's going to have the starting job. And Boy, guys, uh, where do we think he's going to be? Yeah. I, do, I have no clue. I have no clue. Like, he... We've only it's, really seen It's him one, one game, game and, and yet the it. potential of what one everything game. around around him is what excites me. Yeah. Uh, well, and everything around him, but also, you know, look at that performance on that one game yeah you know he he showed up he actually did something you know he he had a rushing touchdown of course he had an interception he had a touchdown though uh passing touchdown 19 or 11 for 19 yeah just i mean decent it's not bad Wait, but which, he's also going up against the dallas that defense, that's where it goes uh 11 for 19 not good but then go but it's against the dallas defense okay that is pretty good and so it's very much it's i think his yeah. ranking is going to be very subjective yeah mm-hmm. well and yep and with the introduction of eric Bieniemy into that offensive you know scheme that they have going on there and you know scary terry <laughs> they have John Dotson, you know, he's got he's got weapons there. So I, I think it'll be interesting. I don't quite know where to put him though. I want to put him as a high tier four until we actually see I, more of a Yeah, I'm kind of uh, there as well. I, I don't know, more I was thinking fringe tier three and tier four, but I but I, I also put that on my see, it, just, it's very hopeful. And like hopeful. it's nothing really based off of it seems hopeful like anything analytical or like statistical it just it's just a gut feeling like i because like he came in yeah. um last year as one of like the most highly sought after draft prospects but oh hey look look what happens when you lose your starting two running backs your starting two receivers and most of your offense of course your numbers go down to where you're a fifth round pick i th- mm-hmm. Like that's where it's like, yeah. all right, I think the hype is there, but also could that all have been a facade since he did have four NFL players on that college offense with him? Yeah. I 
I I definitely think I I am going to say low tier three, like very low, like on the border of three and four. But that's my most hopeful. Okay. All right. I mean, hopefully. Yeah, right. Do you, yeah, I was going to say, do you think two. his potential is I mean, hopefully he's a tier one. Need? Yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, he has. Yeah, yeah. We'll I mean, hey, he can be a tier one. Who knows? But... We really haven't seen a big I, To me, that's that's the key. If if the enemy yeah. is as good I mean, as advertised, Sam Howell can look very good. But if he, he he'll be the next Patrick Mahomes, yeah. am I right? Which, by the way, yeah. Which, by the way, my dad actually. Oh yeah, he yeah he said that. Um, I feel like a one of our older uh, podcast episodes. He said it was it was yeah. back when he was on the Patriots. Really cool. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was back when he was uh, so, he was uh playing. So that's kind of the so, presumed starters, and as yeah. you can tell, um. Not very high on all any of them. I think there there are a lot more questions than answers um, regarding. It. So we're going to actually talk about the the presumed backups uh, from this rookie draft class, gentlemen. I'm just going to go through a list of names. Tell me which person you are most more excited about. We got Bailey Zappi, Malik Willis, Skylar Thompson, Anthony Brown. Is there any of them? It ha- I was about to say it has to be Zappi, right? <laughs> Bailey Zappi. Yeah. I mean, I want I mean, to say Willis. I, I, I will say Willis. I, Willis I is interesting. What I saw. But you just made him go oh, from yeah, no, one no. system okay. to another system. And I don't know if the Titans can wait that long. And because yep. cause I think athletically, Malik Willis could be a tier I, one. I agree. However, Based on the opportunity, the team around him, especially, and um, I know what we've seen so far, it's like, yeah, I, I, man, that Liberty offense is so on like, I'm gonna say terrible, and the only reason I say terrible is because it, it just did not set up Malik Willis whatsoever, and I feel like it has done a massive disservice to Malik Willis's career so far. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we'll see what he looks like this next year. And yeah. Well, yeah and that's where with yeah, Tennessee is like, well, they're moving over. They got rid of Todd Downing. So they're now with offense coordinator, Tim Kelly, which is actually one we didn't mention Matt, um, on our coaches episode. But he was the past coordinator of the Titans last year, so he at least he has a familiarity with Malik Willis if they choose to go with him as a starter. However, just based on how they played last year, uh, how they played when Malik Willis was in the game last year, was massive panic alarms. Yeah, to be like, oh, we, this is interesting. Like the talent, all the physical tools are there, and that's the only thing that's going to make me believe in Malik Willis. But we have yet to see an offense that kind of helps him out on the on on the like the football IQ sort of things. I'm not I'm not saying that like he can't do it. We just haven't seen it. Yeah, but I mean, I I think that's yeah. really. That's really it looking backwards. I mean, Zappy and Skylar Thompson and, and Brown, yeah, there's just not much there. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, there's a there's a potential. Is that the issue? Yeah, I, I heard Mac Jones is getting shot, but I don't know exactly what that means. Mac. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, apparently they've been. Shopping the only reason I could think so of it, if they want to, is if on the if block. Belichick, the GM, wants to go after Lamar, and that is going to be a big if. However, I also think Mac Jones has been so screwed because he had McDaniel's the last year, which is not bad rookie year. He had no offensive coordinator last year, so now for me, it's like, how are you going to touch no, him? Patricia, come on, Matt Patricia. <laughs> But um, <laughs> and so now he has Bill O'Brien, which he That's I will say, very interesting fit, very Patriot way. But if Mac Jones does not succeed in his offense, I do think Mac Jones might be cooked. Yeah, I think that's fair. And then he'll be and then and then he'll go to the Niners yeah. and succeed or something like that. Oh yeah, they they always yeah. do. They just throw them to the, the Niners, and the Niners use them up. Is that yeah. is that Niners what the Forty Niners organization is? The glue factory, the, pretty much. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, and then, oh then they man. Send them to the Raiders. <laughs> I think that's the Which, shock. Factory. I I will tell you that I feel like that'd be very interesting if you get Garoppolo, <laughs> Mac Jones, and now Brian Hoyer all in the same room. Um, so that is basically our kind of in-depth look at each of the oh, quarterbacks man, here from from the last draft class. We're not going to do bus sleeper lock because that kind of doesn't really make sense. But I have a couple questions for you guys, a little superlative action, yeah. If y'all don't mind, so I mind. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Goodbye, Ethan. No, I'm just <laughs> but so. If everything right, goes perfect for every single quarterback, who is the, the highest rated quarterback in fantasy by the end of the year? Out of this list. Out of this list? Mm. Purdy. No doubt Purdy for me. When, and So the reason I why I'd Desmond say Ritter, Ritter over Purdy is because of the rushing aspect. And that would be the only reason of saying like Purdy at his best versus Ritter at his best. I would I think I'd give him the slight edge just because yeah. he might get rushing work in there as well. Man. Yeah, but that that's for those spike games. See, that's why I I understand that. I understand. I value um, consistency over those spike performances where, you know, he can get about 20, but then you have the potential to have spike games every three or four games where it's 50 points, well, 40 like, points. For, for example, like, so I think Ritter, I value the, the consistency I think Ritter at more. his best could be, you know, throwing for like, let's say 220 yards rushing for let's say 80 yeah. throwing a touchdown rushing a touchdown that would be like his top end rushing it's, for it's 80? possible I, i'm saying at his top end oh top God. end top end at his at his top end what he could be Dang. up here Man. Um, i i would say okay. personally 
if everything goes perfect, oh, I think Pickett might be the top rated quarterback. And the only reason yeah, why just... is that the things that have to go perfect. Najee goes back to what not who Najee was. Deontay yeah. gets back to being Deontay, and then Pickens and Muth like improve dramatically. And if those things happen, I can yeah. I can see it happening. Howell Howell scares me a little bit just because it's only been one start. Yeah. I still think Ritter as good as if everything goes well, I would kind of take Pickett because he's had the 14 games in already over the four games from Ritter. So like it's, I am, I am literally splitting hairs right here. So I would say, I would say by a hair, Kenny Pickett. Okay. All right, next superlative here. Yeah, you guys are going to tell me who is the first quarterback you're trading for out of this group, and what would the trade be? Mm, I'd take a shot at Ritter for like a fifth round pick, maybe a fourth. He's I I would right now say Sam Howell for a fifth. Oh. I was gonna say, yeah, it yeah. was between Ritter and I Sam think you Howell. could line Sam Howell because he like or lean that Ritter. line. You could lean but, in any direction for those two. I yeah, uh, I don't know what I would give, but I feel like so many Ritter owners are just maybe open um, to it whatsoever. Shoot. I I'd probably give a mid tier or a mid uh, mid draft pick. Say maybe as much as a three if I was really hopeful and a super big. I I would, but I don't know if I would. I would. I would spend Mega Manders. Um, I I would say maybe a future fourth for Howell. But you have to buy into that the enemy is the guy. And you have to buy in that Sam Howell is the guy. And besides that, it would just be like Ritter, like a fifth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I could could do anything until the draft pans out because we don't know what they're going to do in the draft. Which this actually goes to my next question. Who is the first quarterback to leave off their – who is the first quarterback to get booted off their team? Ooh. It might be Malik Willis. It might be. Oh, I was just going to say that. I was like, oh, man. A lot yeah. of these guys are I in good Skyler backup Thompson positions cool. right now. And the only one that's kind of in the hot but that, seat. That's also because Willis. I think the state of the Tennessee like, Titans – is is on the hot seat. Yeah. I know, and that's why it's like so, they, they spent yeah. a lot on this Malik guy. Willis was definitely my answer like, to uh mm. to that question. I feel like that's the only correct answer. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> so I want you to go with this. Say they're near the end of their rookie contracts now. Which player has done the best 
because of Y. So for example, it would be player X um, did the best out of this group because this happened. Mm. But there's so many directions you could take that. That's that's why we're doing this. Because <laughs> like, if I can go on another mini rant, like you can say Brock Purdy can do the best because of Kyle Shanahan. I mean, you can say Desmond Ritter will be the best because of his offensive freaks that yeah. he has in Atlanta. So I'll give you I'll give you an answer because my initial answer to this was Desmond Ritter will do the best. Oh, by by in in two three years, Desmond Ritter will have been the best quarterback out of this group because Kyle Pitts became the tight end we all thought he would be. Mm, yeah. So that's one answer. Okay. I don't know if I have an answer. Just say that Kenny Pickett will be the best because Matt Canada gets fired. So this is like. At the end of the at the end of the four years, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, because I mean, like I see these guys, some of them lasting right. longer than their, their Ryan, first. Do you see them in the room with us right now? Contract, but other uh, yes, okay. I do. Draver Thomas. Oh, they're everywhere. No, um, no, but I, I see. Yeah, <laughs> no. No Bailey Zappy, no. But um You can't have my starting role. No, Stop I it. uh <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> it's getting it's getting weird, guys. No, but um I see some of these guys lasting past their their rookie uh contracts, but then others I don't know, uh maybe just dropping out, but um some of them being journeyman. Yeah, I mean, more than likely, a lot of them will be big whopping turds. So, I don't know if that. Yeah, because I mean, these are all, these are all late round QBs. There's only one that was drafted before the third round, and that was Kenny Pickett. Who we're not even that high on. So, I don't see a lot coming from the. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think a lot of these QBs are gonna be making it very. All right, here in the NFL, even Brock Purdy, who we're really we're hopeful on, I I don't even know if he'll last past his yeah. rookie. His rookie. All contract. right, here's the last question, so. and y'all don't have to answer this. Who gets replaced by Caleb Williams first? Desmond. <laughs> the only reason I ask that is because I'm I still hold true to this argument. I feel like a lot of the QB needy teams that we thought they would be this year, they took their shot in the dark last year and said, you know what? We'll give them a shot. If they're terrible, I have Caleb Williams and Drake may right around the corner and we will survive another year. Exactly. So that, that, that's what, that's why I think yeah. I really believe why we didn't see like Desmond Ritter sneak up late first or, or Corral or Zap or Per or I mean obviously Purdy was the Mr. Irrelevant. But even like Kenny Pickett was a shock at 20. Yeah. Yeah. So I so that's where I do find yeah. things to be very interesting is because it has felt like for the last two years 
that they are waiting on one Caleb Williams. Yeah. But with is, that, yeah, no joke. Is, is, that is that the slogan of the draft class think, of the 2022 yeah, draft it. class? We're, we're waiting for Caleb Williams. I, I think that's fair, but I mean, before you hit him with the, uh, the social medias and stuff, just out of curiosity, like, where do you guys see these QB stacking up? You know, what would you tier them? Where would you rank them against each other? Who do you think will be the best in four years? Um, you know, we, we love talking in the comments, something we don't get to do very often. So yeah. Want to talk football. Yeah. yeah. Please. Uh... Yeah. Please. Please comment um, on any questions that you guys have for us or um, any <laughs> critiques. Yeah, sorry. Or Baseball cap is back. Or uh, anything like that. Uh, you know, feel free. Yeah, feel free. Um, but no, uh, thank you guys for coming and watching and listening to our podcast. Those of you that watch it on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Um, and check out our social media, uh, all at last place FP that's Twitter, you know, F, uh, Facebook and, uh, yeah. Right. So next week running we're going to be doing what wide receivers or running backs? Yes, sir. Oh, that, that uh, one's going to be fun. Running backs. All right. How's your RB running backs next week? How's your over everyone? Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. How's your supremacy? Long may he reign. Ethan. Amen. Wait, no. Wrong church. My bad. No, wrong. No, that's not the church. That's not the church. That's the A train, baby. (laughs) And before. (laughs) Never forget. All right, right, Ethan. Sometimes you are right. Come on. Sometimes you're right. We'll see you next time. Have a good one, everybody.